Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is Sarcasm Speaks. It's Jared and Bob flying at you. Uh, so before we kick things off for real, for real, uh, I do want to throw it out there uh, that you guys still have time to sign up for the uh, Sarcasm Speaks NFL weekly pick'em pool. Um, it's kind of wordy. I should think of a better way to say that. The Sarcasm Speaks NFL weekly pick'em pool. That's a lot of words. Uh, but either way, uh, I'm not a word guy. So sign up. Uh, if you're listening, anyone can do it, right? All you have to do, I mean, you know, technically you don't even really need to follow football. Uh, so you uh, pick the games each week on Sundays and Monday, no Thursday night games. Um, pick them up, pick against the spread, right? For these games. So it's not just winner or loser. You're picking against the spread. Um, six bucks to join in, right? Uh, every single week that $6 goes, uh, of that $5 goes to the weekly pool. So the winner would get paid out on, you know, uh, Tuesday, 20, if, yeah. And if 20 people do it, you get a hundred bucks. Yep. If 20 people join in, that's a hundred bucks. Again, the more people that join in, the more money you can win. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to join, sure. If you're that, if you're the guy that's listening in <clears throat> California, uh, cause we got a guy that listens out there, let us know you want to play, go for it. Uh, hopefully you're not a uh, fucking Chargers fan because it's just consistent letdown. But, you know, whatever. Maybe you're a Rams fan. Maybe you just celebrated the Super Bowl. Or maybe you don't watch football. Like I said, you don't have to watch football. You can join in. Or if you know someone that would want to do it, tell them. What do we care? Like I said, this is all online. The more people that do it, the more money we can win. So uh, reach out to us however you want. Uh, you can get us uh, on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Send us a DM. Or slide in those Twitter DMs, uh, sarcasm underscore speaks over there. Let us know if you want in. Or, like I said, if you have a friend that would be in, sure, send them our way. Uh, so, like I said, uh, I think that covers it. Six bucks a week, every week. A season-long payout, right? I said that. Uh, the dollar the dollar of the six goes to the season-long. So, at the end of the season, it's winner takes all. So, you know, you could be looking at, you know... Yeah, I mean, if if twenty if, chunk if, of money. if twenty guys did it every week and it paid a hundred a week, then it or, or twenty guys and girls, that's three sixty for the season long winner, winner take all. Yeah, yeah. So, and that number only gets bigger as the more people join in. So, like I said, tell everybody this will come out on Thursday, right? So it yep, still hasn't so, started. You still got time. Yeah, you got until kickoff Sunday. Yeah. So let us know. <clears throat> um. All right. Well, now we got that that shameless plug out of the way. Uh, we got. I'm going to give a uh, shout out to uh, Roka News here again because there's usually my go-to for the news that their daily email. Uh, the other day, I was reading through their email, and I thought it was really funny. Their subject line was "America runs on Flunkin," which good, good on you. That's clever. Uh, so the reason of that subject line is one of their one of their articles that they talk about is US test results uh, indicate that fourth grade fourth graders reading and math scores have fallen to their lowest levels since the 1990s. Uh, educators see ages nine and 10 as crucial years in child development. Uh, 2011 study showed that third graders who lack proficiency in reading are four times more likely to drop out of school. Uh, for the first time since the survey test began in 1970, math scores fell, uh, while reading scores also dropped 
by the largest amount in 30 years. <laughs> uh, the bottom 10th percentile experienced the biggest change. So what do you know, as in most things, the gap has just widened. So it's not like, so, so potentially it's not like all scores across the board got lower. It's that the lowest scorers scores got even lower. So if like, I don't know, if say you, you grade their scores out of a hundred, right? If the, if the average low group was uh 50, they're probably like a 30 now or something like that. Um, Hold on, run, run that, run that by me again. The, the bottom 10th percentile <clears throat> experienced lower. the biggest change. So are, are numbers down across the board? Yes. Okay. So down across the board, but, but the, the, gra- biggest, the greatest discrepancy was the bottom, the bottom 10%. 10%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the bottom 10% was already awful, right? You're the bottom 10%. Well, it got even fucking worse. So like if the average drop, I don't know these numbers off the top of my head, I'm making them up. But if the average drop across the board was like 8%, then I would imagine the bottom 10th percentile, you know, experienced a 12% decrease like that, that they're the ones that had the biggest drop. Okay. Um, Educators warn that beyond test scores, schools have experienced higher rates of absenteeism, cyberbullying, misbehavior, and violence since lockdown ended. So, um, a lot oh, of that. I, like, I like that because I was going to say, and what do we think caused all that? Yeah. Yep. So it's <clears throat> the results. The first since COVID-19 may indicate the pandemic's effect on young learners. No so, shit. So here we are. Who? So who's getting the Nobel Prize for that fucking finding? Yeah. <laughs> it ain't me, that's for sure. Well, we can't, we, we, I said mean, we, that. we came up with that. We 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 said that during everything. As two fucking dumb fucks over here. Yeah. So the actual article was from the Wall Street Journal. I feel like they're pretty legit. Like they're they're relatively down the middle. Yeah, well, I'll give them a Pulitzer or whatever. Give them writing award. Yeah. So average. I'm just skimming through it really quick. Um, average scores for reading declined to 215 out of a possible 500. Wow. The average score in reading out of a possible 500 points was 215. That's less than 50%. It's pretty good. It's a D average. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I don't even know what that is. 215 out of 500. I don't know. Let's do some quick math here. Uh, 215 divided by 500, that's 43. So the average score in reading across the country is a 43% in these, whatever these tests are, uh, math and reading in fourth graders. I don't think it's going to get any better either. I don't think it is. I think it's going to, it's going to take a lot longer than people think to bounce back from that. Right. So Imagine, and all ages really are fucked, right? Like there was no age that was like kind of okay, except maybe, maybe like sophomore and sophomores in high school were probably the least affected, right? By the, by the lockdowns because they came back for their senior year 
And they also were able to have their freshman year of high school. So like they really just missed sophomore and junior year, which are like, whatever. Um, but like, everyone, ooh, everyone says junior year is the hardest. Yeah. Well, like imagine the kids that, that the last time they were in school was in middle school and then they just show up at high school. I think it's the younger grades. It's anyone that, cause, cause what we're talking right now is fourth graders. So that right. means, well, that's where started. all the develop. I mean, that's yeah, a, that's an obvious one. It right? started in second and third. Cause that's how the development goes. Like that's how you, you need to learn how to learn basically when you're yeah, in I elementary think, school. I think anyone that was an eighth grader in the spring of 2020 probably is just like socially fucking awkward yeah but they all kind of are honestly like these kids are so like seriously i wish you weren't so fucking awkward bud yeah um they're probably the weirdest socially because they didn't have to really go through a real freshman year right i mean they mostly did i don't know but things are just weird now like if like i think it's back to normal now like process wise but these kids are not normal no they're not and i don't know how much of that i mean i'm sure it's a combination right but i don't know how much of that is because of the pandemic and how much of that is like a generational thing right like these I mean, kids like old, they don't the, talk to each other the the the, the pandemic definitely exacerbated <clears throat> some it problems. created some issues because yeah. You couldn't go see your friends. You couldn't talk to these people. You couldn't do this. You couldn't go to lunch. You couldn't go here. Couldn't go there. Oh, right. you got the sniffles? Stay home. 10 days. And it's like, right. this is just fucking retarded. Yeah. And then, and then you know, you, like you never, you didn't meet new people. Oh, new people. They could be sick. It's like. Right. Right. Got to stay in your bubble. Stay yeah. only in the people in your bubble. But when you call them cohorts, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the things, think, and I was talking, I was talking to, uh, I guess he's not an athlete anymore. He's old man crew, but a mutual athlete of ours today. And uh, like talking about the nineties and he's like, oh, people like nostalgic about the nineties. He's like, what was so great about them? And this was coming because uh, Michaela and I watched the Woodstock documentary. Oh Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, probably worth you three hours. I'm not going to go into it because I don't believe the documentary goes into any more depth than the facts of what happened. The absolute disaster that was Woodstock 99. Yeah. And then, it, I mean, <laughs> outside of that, it's you have the narcissism, I guess narcissism is the good word of the, the organizers. Like yeah. they still don't see how they fucked it up, but yeah. whatever. Was that the original Firefest? <laughs> It kind of seems that way, dude. Yeah. I mean, it was it was organized a little bit better, and it actually happened. True, um, that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, they're sitting there like, oh, well, it's not our fault they lit everything on fire, and it's like it's literally that your fault that they lit everything on fire. <laughs> All they're doing is complaining that it was a fucking money grab, and that's why they start burning everything. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's worth it. It's 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 it, that, that that documentary was good. But if you already know all the facts of the case, then you're not going to learn anything new. So whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so we were talking about the '90s, and I was like, yeah, the '90s were kind of a weird time because it started like culturally. It started with grunge, or I guess musically, not culturally. Culturally, it was weird too. Well, culture is driven a lot by music. So, but it started with grunge, 
there was almost no transition and then it was new metal. So it was like, we went from Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Borderline had no transition. And then it was Corn, Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, Nine Inch Nails, like, and then I guess the alternative of the new metal was like new punk, um, Blink-182, all them. Yeah. So, and then on the other side, you had the sprouting of what I guess I hate this term, but it, I guess it is what it is kind of, I think what it's called. Um, but in the, in the eighties, you had the sprouting of gangster rap, right. With like NWO and those guys or NWA, N- N- NWA. NWA. Yeah. I'll Hulk Hogan yeah. wasn't yeah. fucking recording yeah. records. Well, I mean, he was saying all the words that they were saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, he actually, he actually named them. Yeah. Yeah. But you had NWA, right. That kind of kicked that off. And then throughout the nineties, then you had, you know, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, like that's when they like Tupac, Biggie, like that's when they like cut their teeth and then they became, they became mega stars in the two thousands. Right. But, but they, they were really fucking good in the nineties. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, I think, I think music does have a lot to do with culture. And you had the boy bands at the end. And the boy bands were there. Like, so you really so you what, can't ignore I, I that. The, like the newest thing, boys. The newest thing that the late 90s did was it added pop like as a genre. Right. Now there was some pop, like you could argue that like Rick James was like pop. Yeah. Um Corey Hart. yeah that was i mean those were more rock but like yeah kind of like eddie money like yeah because they weren't like pure rock billy idol was like he was kind of like the in-betweener he's like it because it has rock elements but like it's pretty poppy it's like yeah it's like pop rocks yeah yeah drink those with soda and you'll die or whatever (laughs) um yes please but like pure just pure pop yeah. And I know Michael Jackson's the king of pop. Gotcha. But like pure bad, just generic. Yeah. Pop that it fucking like is now. Yeah. Like late 90s, whatever. The boy band era. Yes. Like um, I already said InSync, Backstreet Boys, but even like Hanson. Because yeah, and, and that's the thing was Len. Like, you remember Len? No. If, if, if Michael Jackson's the king of pop and I think like Rick James kind of fits that genre, sort of, Mm -hmm. they were actually talented, right? The boy bands were scripted almost like they, they were just trotted out there. Like someone else wrote the music and they barely performed. It's like when South Park did the finger bang episode. And everything was just like done for them. <laughs> so, and that's like kind of when music got weird because the talent started to leave the artists. Uh, anyway, so that's, you know, so like, anyway, so back, back to the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just making the argument that, you know, like my generation or, you know, me in like the next maybe five birth years, maybe that's a stretch. 
we were the last group of kids that really had like some level of independence where, you know, I would take my bike, I would go and it would be, Hey, be back by eight 30. Okay. So I'm going to buy you a watch. You can put it in your pocket. So you don't have to wear it on your wrist. Okay. Be home by eight 30. Yep. Um, or is like, you know, like even in high school is like, I'm going to pick you up at 11 right here. Right. Like, oh, you can just call me. He goes, I'll pick you up right here at 11. Yep. Um, and now it's not even close to that. Like there's GPS tracking and everyone's phones. The cars are G- GPS tracked now. Yeah. Um, the kids will like text their parents during school and parents will text the kids during school. My mother would never fucking reach out to me during school. Never. 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 She would have been like, you're in school. Don't like, why are you talking to me? Exactly. Yeah. And like, aren't we, you in school? We were, I mean, we had texting when we were in high school, but we were, no, it wasn't like now I know we were on the tail end of like the iPhone B hit seven, three times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the T nine texting. Like I used to do yeah. that. Like in class, like sometimes in class with the, the T nine texting, like you knew how many button, how many times you had to hit each button. Yeah. You, it was great. Cause you fucking could clicking and clacking. You could text without looking. It was fucking awesome. Um, but like we like, cause we didn't have iPhones, right. I, the iPhone didn't come out until 2007, but then like, it really didn't become like mainstream probably until like 2009 or 10 yeah something like that i remember i got like my first blackberry touchscreen i want to say that that was 2009 like the summer I think of 2009 my first i think my first iphone was the iphone 4 no it was the 3gs so if it was 07 that would have been 08, 09. Yeah. So I got an iPhone in like 2010. So I, that was, I was graduating high school and going to college in 2010. And actually, by the I think time we, I got an iPhone, I would have still had the Razor or some other phone, but one of our buddies went, bought a phone. It was buy one, get one. So we split the cost of the, the, the full priced phone and got the two. So, yeah. That's why I had that BlackBerry when I did. Yeah. Um, but like we still got some level of that didn't involve this left this control. So now it's like, like, like literally some of the mothers will text the kids during the school day. I'm like, this, this is insane. That's, like you're in that's fucking, fucking nuts. Like you're in school. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And it, and then it's like almost like shame on the parents too it's like you why do you need an answer right now yeah get an wait. answer at 215 yeah just wait till the end of the day um i don't know on that one so yeah like i feel like right i'd say probably the kids born in 95 would have been 12 when the iphone came out so by the time they're 14 it's like kind of phones were like pretty much popular so i think yeah yeah i'd say like early to 93 is probably the perfect year where it was like the last of the real yeah somewhat independent kids and i mean we're we're not like tough or anything it's just we did learn how to do some shit on our own and that can be communicating making plans 
seeing people like, like when you wanted to call your friend's house, you had to call their house and like their parents would pick up and you'd be like, Hey, is Bobby home? Can I talk to him? And then you'd pick They'd give the phone to you and they'd be like, Hey man, we're going to the park in like 20 minutes. I'll see you there. All right, cool, man. And then you'd hang up. Yeah. Imagine you would see at the, see each other at the park. Imagine putting together like 20 kids to play street hockey without phones. Yeah, we used to just go knock on everyone's door because in my neighborhood, we all kind of lived in the same area, like a, a quick bike ride away from each other. So we would literally be like, oh, we're trying to get a trying to get a street hockey tournament. We're trying to get play like a big game of basketball. Like, oh, let's go to Jimmy's house. Oh, so we go knock on Jimmy's door. We're like, oh, let's go to Larry's house. Let's try Larry. Oh, where's Dave? Where's Dave at? Let's go to Dave. Like, And it's like, let's just get everyone. And then we would play like giant games. Like we literally had to like get on our bikes, ride again, not far, like a couple blocks at most. Cause there was a lot of people that lived like within a fucking couple minutes walk from the park. Cause I grew up like right around, obviously, you know that, but for our listeners, I grew up almost across the street from a park in Medford. So it was literally just, I, it was my house, the next house, a road and then it was the park so it was like i i was always there i always that's where i spent i spent more time there than i probably did at my house but that's what we had to do we had to literally run around door to door and knock on kids doors and be like like you see in fucking movies or like cartoons now like hey can jimmy come out and play like that's literally what we did yeah or it would just be <laughs> like if someone want like if enough people wanted to play you just go down and start shooting. Yeah. And then it's like, are you looking to play? Yeah, man. And yeah. Like, and you just meet new people. And that's how we would do it. And then when we got older and we were doing more frowned upon activities, we would just show up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, let's go see if they're there. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's drive by Playstead, see if anyone's there. No. All right. That's let's more- try. Let's try it's Barry. Like- it's more like the train tracks and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That was more like high school. A pond. No, I not for me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, high school was the let's drive by Playstead. Oh, oh, then, oh, let's, oh. then let's check Barry. Oh, oh then, yeah, yeah. Then let's check Victory. Then, you know what I mean? Like we had like the spots and then let's drive by the cemetery to see if anyone's at wood chips because we were yeah. dumbasses and would park our cars right in the fucking street. <laughs> Yeah, that was like another one. That that um, was high school where it was like just drive around from spot to spot to see who was there. Yeah. And now it's like these kids can't even talk to their own friends. Yeah. Let alone random people. I know. It's wild. So awkward. <laughs> I wish it weren't so awkward, bud. Ugh. All the time. Yeah. But I mean, so yeah, the '90s were the best time ever. And I, I think no, they were they were not the best time ever. No well, way. Yeah, the '80s were probably the best. I want to think. I would. I would say like seventy. How old's our accountant? Seven. When seventy six to I'll go seventy six to eighty six. I would say that. No, no, no. Like, like those years. Oh, okay. Because like, I was gonna say someone born right around sixty. Right around 60, probably 60, no. between 60 and 65. 
No, I think you need to, I think you need to put, yeah, like 65 to 60, 65 to 68. Like, I think if you entered high school in 1976, that was the, you, you like, you hit the lottery. So that even goes, that goes further back because that's someone that's only like four years younger than my parents. Yeah. I, I, I think, like I said, that 10 year window from 76 to 86 was like the best time. Yeah. I think you need to get past, you almost, I think you needed to get past Vietnam. Yeah. Like, like when, when Vietnam was like the real boiling point, I don't know when that was though. Was Um, it late seventies, early seventies? I have no clue. I think it lasted from like 74 to 78, something like that. Was it that late? I thought it was earlier than that. I don't know. No, good. Well, it's not a fact-based show anyway. No, it's not. Uh, Korea was in the fifties. Yeah, Vietnam was Vietnam was done by 75. 75. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I th- I think your your years for like so if you had if you turned 18 during those years, that was probably pretty good. Yeah. I would agree. I think that, like I said, I think that 10 year window was the peak of peak of America. Because I'm trying to think our accountant, he's, I don't know, 54. So what does that put him at 68? Yeah. Yeah. Like in like the way, like, cause me and him were talking about it too. He goes, I think my, he said, it. he goes, I think my age is bad. I go, yeah, I think it was too. Cause he was young enough to not be involved in any real wars. Right. Um, but old enough to not be stuck in the overprotective and whatever. Still young enough to learn technology, but not old enough or not young enough to be overwhelmed by it. Right. And encompassed by it. Right. So yeah, I'd say anyone that's in their like mid fifties right now, they hit the lottery. Yeah, they had a pretty good run, <laughs> and that probably stretches. Honestly, I think even like so, my father, my father would have turned eighteen in seventy six. Okay, yeah, so he fits. He's he's mid sixties. Yeah, yeah. If you're mid fifties to mid sixties right now, you had a pretty good run. Anything older than that, you probably had to deal with the fucking Vietnam bullshit and the gas crisis and some annoying political shit. Uh, if you were yeah, way you before been, that. Yeah, if you were way before that, then you would have had to deal with Korea. You would have had to actually deal with, um, the, you know, JFK. Well, it, it also didn't seem like things were super fun. Like, I mean, like things seemed fine in the 50s, but like it just seemed like all everyone did was like have a family with kids. It's like. Yeah. <clears throat> like this seems stupid. Yeah. And then like the sixties went overboard in the opposite direction. Like, Cause too all anyone hippie. did was drugs. Yeah. It's way too hippie, hippie esque. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like the fifties was way too fucking conservative. The sixties were way too fucking liberal. And then they finally hit the sweet spot in the seventies and the eighties. And then it started to tail off in the nineties. And then. Yeah, it I'd say started to spiral in the late 2000s. Yeah, it's really like year 2000 really kind of fucking put a knot in that. Yeah. 
That was a pretty decent 30-year run, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, 2000 is what what really kicked off like the technological age. Yeah, Y2K. The computers are going to blow up the world or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not only just that, it's like that's, even if you want, like, when you go back and look at like the history books, like they're just going to, they're going to use the year 2000 as like the definer. It might be, it was really not until like 2003 or 2004 when like technology really started to take over. But like, it was right around that time when that's when, you know, that's when smartphone, well, when did Windows XP come out? (laughs) Windows XP, I think it was 2002. Because it was Windows 98, then it was what, Windows 2000? Yeah, Windows Windows Millennium. And was then it, it Windows was XP after that? Windows XP, yeah. That was good, though. Vista sucked. Yeah. Yeah, Windows XP was the last good operating system. Oh, well, now they're, now they're, all the, they're all the fucking same now. Yeah, now it's like, hey, oh, here's apps. Yeah, but you get that that because that's what you, that's the thing is you don't really need the operating system. Actually, it's the minimal operating system the better because everything's right. just done. Right, everything's just done on apps. Yeah, apps and online. So. Do you want to develop my app? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that's because that's when things that's when things change, right? Like that's when like we started doing. And I mean, I'm sure they had this before, but like we started having like computer class. But like computer class where everyone had a computer and right multiple computer labs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Computer labs were in schools. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a, like, cause for us in high school, we didn't have computers for everyone. We still had a laptop cart that you had to fucking rent out. Like I didn't use laptops. Like if, if we were in, um, so like, as I, I know, uh, shout out to, uh, Ambrose, Mr. Ambrose, the, uh, English. So I was going to call him sophomore, but I think he does all grades, whatever, but he was my English teacher that I had either sophomore or junior year. Now I can't remember, but when we wanted to do something like he had to go into like the Medford high fucking intranet and reserve a laptop cart for the day. And then he would like go to the library pull the laptop card down to his classroom. And then like for that day, all of his classes could use laptops. There was two laptop carts for the entire school. And that was it. I did not use a, I did not use a laptop once. That was, that was like the very intro to technology in school. Now all the kids have fucking iPads, laptops, like whatever, like, they all have shit. They they're all have te- tablets. They're, text, they're texting mom and dad during school. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I will say, um, I don't know what your middle school, but my middle school, which was only middle. So three grades, each grade had two sides. We had six computer labs. Yeah. I if I remember that too. correctly, we either had three or six. I thought each side had one. I think... Um... I think that checks out. And I want to say each side had one. So that way there was no like competition as to like who could use what and when. And yeah, <clears throat> it was a brand new school in 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So the middle school was actually way more technological advanced than the high school. But yeah, the but high school we, was a the high school dog had shit. One computer lab, period. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, it was that room in the back of the library, right? Oh, what was in the back of the library? Oh, there was a computer lab a computer back there. Lab. Fuck, we had two. If you went down by um, the main entrance and um, down one of the hallways. Oh, there was a computer lab? Yeah, I had like the Russian lady or whatever to take PowerPoint. Oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. I think it was on the way to the Vogue. It actually technically might. I think it was the Vogue. Did Murph go to the Vogue? Or did he go to the regular high school? Steve? Yeah. Uh, He went to both. Okay, then never mind. Because I was saying, I thought his locker was down that way. He got got, uh, dismissed from the regular high school, and then he went to the Vogue. And then he got asked to leave the Vogue, and then he finished out at the Curtis. Yeah, that happens. Where uh, you would drive by good old Curtis Tufts, and the fucking kids would be outside smoking cigarettes on fucking high school kids on a fucking cigarette break. <laughs> that's that's the Curtis Tufts. That's the alternative school. And then nice. the kids that would get kicked out of the Curtis Tufts would come to Compass, where I used to work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice. It's literally the end of the We were the end of the line. It was like, all right, well, if you can't hack it here, you're yeah. going to fucking DYS. <laughs> yeah, if, if smoke breaks and pool tables are too hard for you, then yeah, welcome. Yeah. Oh, that was a uh, that was a nice trip down memory lane. And all because our kids are retarded these days. Yeah, because they can't do shit. It's it's funny that you would think like with advanced technology, like we haven't ad- we haven't advanced with it. No, dumber. Like we've gone the opposite direction. Well, never mind. It's like, and I'm I'm not going to make this a political stance. I'm going to make this purely, purely a childhood development stance. <clears throat> Back when there used to be male and female, and it was like <laughs> teaching people the English language when it would be like, he went here, she went here. Like, yeah, just something as simple as that is fucking complicated now. You can't, you can't say that. You don't know. You don't know the pronouns. No. So it's like we're making we're making things more difficult. Whereas, like when we learned whatever it was that we learned, was it the optimal way to learn as decided by some higher level education researcher? Maybe not, but we fucking learned it. Yeah. You know, if we chose to. <clears throat> right. After that. But like, us. I would say I enjoyed the teachers that were more off the cuff and that were more like loose. Right. No, but like, like, you know how like they changed math? Yeah. Like, like whenever they changed it. And it's I don't like know what com- they changed. It's called and, like common core math. Or and maybe it went back. Stuff. I don't really know. Yeah. But like there's some dickhead in a research lab yeah who sat there and their life's work was we don't teach math the right way let's come up with a new math good yeah let let's let's come up with a new way let's teach it gooder 
and it's like they changed math. Yeah. But most of us learned how to at least do the basics. Yeah. It's like for me, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, which could be, but like for me, math at first, when it started getting complicated was all memorization, right? Like when you first start to learn like your multiplication tables, like me personally, I didn't learn that like four times three means you have four groups of three things, which when you count them all up equals 12. Oh, I literally right. just memorized like four times three is 12. What's that? And it's that, like that's eight that. times four is 24. Like I just memorized those numbers. Medford, um, Medford public school education. I didn't go to public school until the yeah, uh, yeah. seventh, seventh grade. <laughs> they taught us that. Yeah. Well, I think they did teach us that, but like, that's not how I learned it. Like I just learned it by like, no, oh, no, no. So th that's the best part is they teach you how to, how to multiply. Yeah. So it's like, you have three groups of three now add it all up. Yeah. Okay. So three times three is nine. Yeah. And then it's like, so they teach you that like the very basics and they go, here's a giant table, memorize it. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? So one day I can go to New Orleans and when they're like, ah, oh, you can only order beer in threes. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like 21 beers, please. And they go, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 26 beers, please. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. Can't do it. <laughs> 26 is divisible by 30. three. Wait, put, imagine if they put like a periodic table up on the fucking bar. <laughs> Not a periodic table, multiplication the multiplication table. table. And they just highlight the ones that you can order. <laughs> Pick one of these numbers that's highlighted. <laughs> oh, fuck. But yeah, I mean, like, like they're all, they're always trying to like, it's 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 if you think about this philosophically it it is it is fucking insane yeah so people learned education a certain way and then when they get to a certain point recently they decided that that way wasn't good enough we should do it a different way yeah yet the path that got you to where you are was x yep and now you're trying to create fucking z yeah who are these <clears throat> educated people because <laughs> it sounds pretty fucking stupid if you ask me yeah it is it sounds like they needed to justify their fucking job yeah I, like i, I just it, it blows my mind like it really really blows my mind because yeah. it's like and again it's like if they evaluate, it's like all oh, the math scores aren't good enough. Like, all right. Well, why wouldn't the math scores be good enough? Maybe it's the teachers. Probably not though, because they're the real heroes. It's like, <laughs> all right. So maybe Make sure you thank a teacher. Maybe it's the curriculum. Like maybe like something that we're teaching is too early, too late, or or it's not. Maybe we're breezing through it too quick. Like spend more time on multiplication or you know, introduce addition earlier, like maybe something like that. No, no, no. Okay, so the test scores in math aren't good. Math must be bad. The, the yeah. way we do math is wrong. Yeah. 
we need we need to find a different way to do math. It's like, no, how did you get how did you get to this conclusion? Yeah, you know the way that people have been doing math literally since math was invented. Uh, yeah, it's not good enough. It's almost like, like the ancient int- Egyptians and the fucking Aztecs. Yeah, doing math. Yeah, moving yeah. a fucking abacus, and it's yeah. like, well, if two plus two equals four, and we suck at math, uh, maybe we should do. Uh, maybe we should draw lines, like the whole fucking like lattice math thing when they like draw lines, and you. I don't even know what that is. I don't. But I've heard of it. I've heard of like the lattice method. And you literally, it's just drawing lines and pulling numbers. And it's like, how about you just do like 21 times three and call it a day? Like, I I don't know. Like you do the thing where like you multiply the three by the one and then you write it down and then the three by the two and then you write it down. Or maybe, maybe, again, maybe this is because I learned this in fucking the, the Catholic school I went to. 21 times three. I don't know what off the top of my head, but I do know 21 plus 21 is 42 plus 21 is 63. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why I suck at math because the way I learned, they, they taught me the fucking theory behind it (laughs) and I didn't learn to memorize. And I just learned, I learned, I I actually learned how to do the multiplication, but now you see me and it's like, when I count, so you, you, when I pace off putts, that's how I have to do it. So if I, if I pace off 18, I don't know what 18 times three is off the top of my head. So in my head, I go 18 times two is 36 plus 18 is 54, 54 foot putt. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Again, maybe, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe we should have learned new math because I can fucking, because you know why? Because I don't have those numbers memorized and I can find them on my own. Like, yeah, I don't know if these kids can do it, but. Cause I know they can't fucking put weight on a barbell. That's a fucking no. fact. But I think it's a more fundamental thing, right? Like, like the memorization as a, as a technique, like in general, I think is very important. So if you, especially for young kids, right. That's how you develop their memories. Like if I, it's, it's just, it's weird to me that, they just like, like you said, like they just change math. Right. And there's no more like memorization. Well, like, all right, well, let's see a study in, you know, 15 years that looks at people between the ages of like, how old are we? 30. So this looks at people between the ages of like 20 and 40 and be like, what's their memory compared to someone that's like 40 and 60. So like our age at that time, you know what I mean? Like is our, our, our memory is going to be stronger. Like, are we going to have better long-term memory retention or I don't know. I don't know. But like, if you just don't teach kids how to memorize, like that's like, it's like a muscle, right? Like if you don't use it, it's not going to develop. Yeah. I also think there's an element where not so much responsibility. Well, there's a couple things. Number one is if we didn't know our multiplication tables and we were doing homework, there was one way to find them out and it's pull up a multiplication table, which you probably needed a textbook or a separate sheet for. Yeah. Now you can just Google whatever you want. Right. So there is no, there's no desire for them to really remember anything because they can always find it. Yeah. They can always find the answer to what they need. Like, so 
maybe I'm just retarded, which could very well be the case. But to this day, like I honest to God do believe that the reason why I have such a good memory with things is because when I was a kid, like, I mean, like four five, six years old, like my grandfather used to like play games with me and be like, memorize all of like the state capitals and like memorize all of the state birds and all of like the fucking whatever. So, you know what I mean? Like, and we would run through it. Like you said, like we turned it into a game. Like it would be like, oh, how many can you get today? Or, you know, you didn't know the capital of Pennsylvania a couple of days ago. Do you remember it now? And like you would, we would do that. And then there was at one point where I was like six years old and I could rattle off all 50 states, all 50 capitals, all 50 state birds, like whatever the fuck else. Cause we had that, you remember that big collection, the quarter collection thing? Oh yeah, I had the quarters. Well, there was the book that came with it that said like, this or the state nickname, I think was one of them or something like that. I don't song. Know. Yeah, whatever it was, like they were listed in there. And that's, so that's the actual book that like we used and that's how I memorized everything. But like, again, I was like five, six years old. And now to this day, like I can just remember shit. Like the whole reason I got through like high school and college, like I, I never had to take notes. I would just sit there and be like, oh, okay, cool. Like fucking uh oh uh yeah obviously it's an easy one but oh jfk was assassinated in 1963 got it I, cool it was you know lee harvey oswald all right awesome you know what i mean like i've i've since forgotten those things from high school now because it doesn't yeah, matter i still like, always think he got assassinated in 1969 yeah well mlk but, was 68 but i can tell you that the first but like jfk quarter came out in 1964 yeah so there you go like, I can't tell that, you when he died. Wasn't but that I can half tell you that, dollar? He was on the half. Oh, that, no, I'm sorry, Eisenhower. Half, it was the. It was the. Uh, sorry, it was Eisen, half, Eisenhower was on the half dollar. I think too. So, no, Ike. Ike was a dollar. So it was. Okay. It was. Um, in until. I think 1964 was the first silver. Might have been the first silver. Oh no, I'm sorry. I think it was still silver. I think 65 was no longer silver. Um, JFK half dollar. He's still on it. Uh, before that, it was our latest and great. Oh, I'm sorry. It was our greatest president of all time, Ben Franklin. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, 1964 was the first year. It was still made of silver. I know that. And then I think. I think 65, they went to the um, the compound. Oh, no, from 65 until 70-something, they were 40% silver. So 1964 was 90% silver, and then they moved to 40%. And I think 1971, they stopped all silver in the coins. So I had to refresh my memory on that. But I could, again, I could have told you that the first Kennedy coin was 1964 and Ben Franklin was the one before it. Yeah. Franklin half dollars. Right. Invented electricity and freedom. <laughs> but like, I can still kind of rattle off some dumb shit. Like, like the assassination of Franz Ferdinand was what kicked off World War One. And like, I remember like the uh, 
some of like the Russian stuff for some reason, like Tsar oh, Nic- Nicholas. Nothing about Russia. Nothing. Tsar like, Nicholas was in charge of Russia during World War One, and then he had the whole thing with like Rasputin, and then there was like the Bolshevik Revolution through there. You know what I mean? Like, I, why do I still know that? I don't know, but there's Maybe. like random things that I can remember. Maybe this is why you entered AP classes and I just know useless fucking sports <laughs> trivia. Because <laughs> it seems like the only shit I remember is sports facts. <laughs> I don't know. It's like what you care about. Right? I can remember I, so I mean, much. I don't care about the Russian history, but for some reason I do know about the Bolshevik Revolution and Lenin who took over and all that shit. I don't, I don't know why I remember that, but I do. <laughs> I can remember some of my bets through the years. <laughs> I guess everyone has their own fucking forms of uh, like autism. how in, in 2010, I rolled the fucking Oregon Ducks every night. <laughs> We'd be at. Yeah, Cots house. We'd be at Cots house. Like party, whatever. And I'd be fucking checking scores. Yeah. <laughs> I remember they beat the balls. That was a big game. <laughs> If we're talking, if we're talking, if we're talking gambling mode, Nico's is. Oh yeah, he he remembers every detail of every game. Yeah, he'll rattle off some obscure fucking. Oh, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, they were four and a half point favorites, and they blew it on a last second field goal. You know, like in like in a game in like 2003 between like the Colts and the fucking chargers you know what i mean like it was like a meaningless game <laughs> no he would tell you that like moose and muhammad caught for like 160 when the panthers were playing yeah <laughs> whoever yeah yeah <laughs> ricky pro like yeah <laughs> michael clayton <laughs> oh god oh four draft pick yeah bucks yeah and then michael went on to clayton. play for the ravens are you sure that wasn't Mark Clayton who was drafted in 05? Ah, uh, that could be. Could be Mark Clayton. Yeah. <laughs> see? See? Yeah. See, there it is. Which one went to the U? Uh, Did either I of them go? Either. I think Mark. Mark, I believe, played at Oklahoma. I don't know where Michael played. Because uh, after, so the U, their receiver, so Andre Johnson was drafted in 03. After that, it was only like goofy shit, like Roscoe Parrish and Sonoris Moss. They didn't have any like legit receivers, I don't think. Michael Clayton football, let's see. Oh, he played at LSU. Oh, yeah. Yep. National championship team. Yeah. Oh, three. Matt Mock. <laughs> Quarterback. There it is. There's more uh more autism. I think it was Matt. <laughs> I think it was Matt Mock. So I mean, maybe everyone has their own things that they're retarded about then. I mean, it could be. I'm retarded about a lot of things, though. I mean, I am retarded about most things. It was Matt Mock. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, I'm trying to even. I'm just looking at like old like Miami wide receivers, and like I don't even know. After so Andre Johnson, like I don't. It's no one. It's Kellen Winslow. Uh, these there was Kellen Winslow and third leg Greg were tight ends, and then after that it was just fucking lame. Couple speedsters, but Devin Hester. Yeah, but he didn't really play. Yeah, receiver. I think he played. I think by trade he, he played was athlete. A, no, I, I well, I, I think he was returner. I think he was a cornerback though by trade because he wore. Uh, what did he wear? Twenty? Did he wear twenty three at Miami, or did he just wear? He that was listed at... on their depth chart as a wide receiver. Oh, really? Yeah. Because when he first came to the league, he was like they put him as a D back, but all he did was return. Yeah. And yeah. then I remember there was that random game where the Falcon, he played for the Falcons and scored a couple touchdowns. That's uh, one of Nikos's favorite players. I mean, if you're a Bears fan, Devin Hester's up there in recent memory. Yeah. Who else are you going to get excited about? Yeah, there's not much. <laughs> No, like even like, okay, so Thomas Jones was running pretty good for them. So they got rid of him so that Cedric Benson could Cedric play. And Benson. Cedric Benson sucked, got a DUI on a boat, and then went to the Bengals where he was pretty good. And now he's dead. Like, yeah. There's very little to get excited about recently from the Chicago Bears. Like, even Matt Forte, like, Matt Forte was probably the best player that they've had in, I, I don't even know how long. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Certainly that on is, offense. That is, yes, off, offensively. Like, that is the most underwhelming fucking. The most talented offensive player they probably had in recent memory was probably Brandon Marshall. Which personality of his? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, but the caveat there is obviously he's got some fucking issues. But he was I fucking, mean, like, he was Alshon like, Jeffrey, nasty. Allen Robinson. Like, like there were some good, um, receivers through there but forte was really good yeah jay cutler <laughs> yeah, great yeah smoking jay <laughs> yeah they made the nfc championship and fucking he got hurt yeah caleb haney had to play pretty awesome well you know what else is pretty awesome is uh well actually I got a question for you. I know you personally aren't a big fast food guy, right? But no. what do you think? What do you think are some of the biggest draws to why people like fast food? Um, you don't have to leave your car. Yep. So drive through. Yep. Um, speed, convenience, cost. Yeah. Yeah, it's cheap, right? It's supposed to be. It's relatively cheap because it's, you know, you get what you pay for, really, right? Like if you go to a Five Guys, you're paying thirteen dollars for a fucking cheeseburger, but you're watching them cook it like right they in actually front make of you. It. Like they take the raw fucking meat and they cook it on the grill. Like they do everything right there in front of you. Somehow, so again, just play the game here. You've been to Five Guys before, right? Yep. This is just a rhetorical, like to, to the audience as well. When you go to Five Guys and you order at the window and you have to go like sit down somewhere or stand somewhere, 
you're there for a few minutes, right? Because they're cooking it from yeah. scratch. Somehow, in the time that you stand in the drive-through at a Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, to the time when you pull up to the window, they hand you the bag full yeah, of Yeah, you get it about it. as fast as Dunkin' Donuts coffee. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So it's speed convenience and cost right like it's cheap you go to you go to mcdonald's i don't know what a, what a, a burger is now these days no but i can tell you it's not 13 dollars right it's not five guys so in a, a another recent win by california and the amazing governor gavin newsom uh he has decided to pass a bill. He signed a bill, passed a law um, to create a fast food council that is going to decide wages for fast food workers that have been said they could go as high as $22 an hour. So California is about to pass a law that would shift fast food workers to making a minimum of $22 an hour. To which I say, I hope you're ready for $13 cheeseburgers because where do you think that cost is gonna go to? And this is the, this is, this is everything, this is the culmination of everything that we've been talking about for the last three fucking years, right? Like there's, uh, people got the sniffles, shut down the entire world. Uh, black people want to be treated equally. We'll take Aunt Jemima off the bottle. Got it. Like we want um, transgender people to have equal rights. All right. Well, you can't, uh, you can't assume people's pronouns or you're a bigot. Like it's, it's all of this, right? It's well, uh, fast food workers can't afford to pay their bills. All right. So let's just pay them more. All right. Well, who goes to buy fast food? Typically, right. It's probably people that are that make less money right like i would i would imagine the average income of someone that purchases fast food regularly i would say at least twice a week is probably a lot fucking closer to 30,000 than it is 130,000 so now you have these people that are going to be getting charged way more. Like let's let's just say what's a, a Big Mac costs 7 bucks, right? And the workers at McDonald's make $15 an hour. Well, now if they make $22 an hour, that's $7 an hour per x amount of employees that work there. That $7 cheeseburger just became $12 in order for McDonald's to maintain their same profit margins because they're not going to take a hit. Are you fucking serious? The, the, these mega corporations aren't going to take a profit loss because they're been told they have to pay their employees more. Okay. We're going to pay our employees more. All right. Well, cost of doing business just went up. So now your $7 Whopper or whatever the fuck Big Mac, whatever they do is $12. So now you're fucking the little guy again, by thinking that you're doing a favor, right? Oh, we're doing them a favor. We'll pay them more. Well, the patrons that go there can't afford more, you stupid fucks. I hate California so much.
Yeah, that place sucks. It's almost like it almost has me questioning if Pebble Beach is that worth it. <laughs> because at this point, it's the only reason I'd go. Yeah, I just San, want them to San Diego doesn't seem fun anymore because it because it belongs in that state. I'm sure. Okay, listen, I understand San Diego's fine, but because it belongs in that state, yeah, it doesn't seem cool anymore. Yeah. Well, it's funny because from what I hear, obviously, when I was in San Diego, it was a few years ago, so things were a little bit different. But from what I hear about people like talking on podcasts and stuff is that the people in San Diego hate the rest of California. I'm sure they do. <laughs> they hate sure. that they like belong. They're, they're essentially like the people in uh, Eastern Washington <laughs> that want to that wanna become Idaho. It's like the people that live in San Diego are like, this fucking sucks, man. Like, why go do back we to Mexico. To yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm good with that state. It's retarded. I hate everything about California. Are they still trying to ban people from leaving? I think so. I saw that. That was pretty. Is that great. a real article that they sent us? Yeah. I, did I send that to you? I don't know. It was in. It was. I think it was the four of us. Yeah. That that Twitter group. Yeah, and it's uh, they're trying to ban. Let me see if I can pull it up really quick. Go back to the group of the four. Because it was something about yeah he wanted he didn't he wanted to ban leaving California for Texas or Florida. Yeah, this is from. Oh, I can't get to that website. Like I don't know if that's like a real thing because it's it it it's so retarded that you can't you can't restrict where people go. No, that's within, literally within the country. That's literally unconstitutional. Like that is 100% against the constitution. But he thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find it. I'm scrolling back in this thing. Oh, okay. Here it is. Um, from August 26th. California Governor Gavin Newsom considering legislation barring residents from moving to Texas or Florida. This is a quote from a staffer in on Newsom's staff. We can't allow our people to be taken in by promises of freedom and better economic opportunities. They need to stay here. That can't be a real article. Where is that from? It's got to be fake. Yeah, that, that's not that can't be a real article. That's gotta be fake. I didn't realize that that was the tagline. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fake article. That's that's 100 percent fake. Now that I read it again, like that's that's for sure fake. I, that was one of those, like I glanced over it as I was scrolling through Twitter and then just fired it off. But even either way, fuck California. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good with that place. Yeah. Yeah, $22 minimum or not $22 minimum wage, $22 fast food minimum wage. So imagine that too. Now you're fucking over the people that work at like, I don't know, like a Lowe's or a Home Depot or I don't know, a Dunkin' Donuts probably does count as fast food, but like, I don't know, pick any other like random, like an Ocean State job lot. Like I know any, they don't any, have those in California. Any, any retail. Yeah, <clears throat> a JCPenney. Right. You work at JCPenney, your minimum wage is $15. 
or you could go work at McDonald's and make 22. Well, obviously you'd want maybe to do the that. fast, maybe the fast food companies are behind this. There's a conspiracy more workers. for you. <laughs> or they'll, they'll raise they their prices by even more. Yeah. They'll know that because that's the thing is when like, when it's like, wow, it's like all the foods like more than double. It's like, oh, I know I got to pay people 22 bucks an hour. And it's like, yeah, well, that wasn't a proportional increase. Yeah. If you run like a cost analysis, you're like your, your costs by paying people more went up by, you know, 49% and you raised your prices 73%. <laughs> sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I wouldn't put it past them. Anything is possible, right? If you put your mind to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's often like when I read, when I read like those news emails that I get uh, sometimes, it's shit like that. And like the, the fourth graders test scores, it's like, wow, we are fucked. Like just as like a, as like a general society, like we are fucked. Like that's it. Like I said, we peaked. We, we peaked between 1976 and 1986. I didn't even fucking get to enjoy it. But, you know, the uh, it's just been downhill. Downhill since then. Luckily, in the 90s, it was still close enough to 86, right? It was still within 5, 10 years, depending on how far out you want to go. We had a good run in the 90s. And then the further away you get from 1986, the worse it fucking gets. And every year just keeps getting worse and worse and... Every day is worse than the the, the day before. Yep. Hate to see it. It's the dumbest time to be alive. So fuck that. On that depressing note, uh, you want to wrap this up? Yes. How about them Knowles? (laughs) So anyone that listened to the last episode, I was watching the Florida State game while we were recording. I was mostly paying attention, I think. <clears throat> um, so Florida State plays LSU in the soap in the Superdome. Michaela and I strongly considered going, but we just too much shit going on this year. Um, so LSU moves the this is still on air. LSU moves the ball. They're close to the goal line, and I don't know how they kept backing up. Field goal, fine. Um Florida State runs this double reverse trick play touchdown seven to three. I think for, I think LSU then had a field goal blocked. I think that's what what what's what happened next. Um, it appears as though LSU's All American wide receiver has already given up on the season. I think he did that about <laughs> halfway through the second quarter. Good. Um, yeah, don't 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 know about that. I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, Who was their All-American wide receiver? Kayshawn Boutte. Hmm. He wears number seven. And fucking the quarterback hit him in the fucking chest with the ball. He didn't even pick his hands up for it. Pretty so. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So Florida State gets a – they eventually get a two-touchdown lead. I think that's as big as it got. Um, LSU gets the ball, drives the field. They get a touchdown. So now it's a one-score game. Florida State gets the ball back, three and out. On that punt, LSU muffs it. So Florida State gets the ball back. 
all they got to do is get in the end zone. It's two scores. And then LSU needs to get two touchdowns in a minute and a half. And they would have to get an onside kick. Like a lot of shit has to happen. And what does fucking Florida state do? They fumble on the (laughs) LSU one yard line. Awesome. So you might be thinking, oh, well, it's like a minute 15, a minute 20 to go 99 yards. Well, that is precisely what LSU did using every second 24, 23 lineup for the extra point, And they fucking blocked it. They fucking blocked that extra point. It's like 2016 in Miami, the block at hard rock to Marcus Walker fucking blocked the extra point as time expired. Like <laughs> un fucking believable. So it remains to be seen if LSU is any good it remains to be seen if FSU is any good. I just assume they're not. But I think both teams are probably not that good. No, nope. well, neither team is ranked, so goes yeah. goes to show you. Yeah. Um, I do like that Florida State has Randy Shannon as their DC. Um, he has not had a bad defense in any of his stops. Um, the transfer portal was very nice to Florida State, so I don't hate who some of these guys are now. I mean, you might only get them for a year or two, but whatever. Um, I assume Florida state will let us down. They now they're on a bye this week. So, I mean, they played two whole games, so they're on a bye. And then they play a Friday night in Louisville. I'm like, gross. Yeah. Really gross. Yeah. Like that's just everything about that is just disgusting. So I assume they'll let me down then, or, you know, if they, if not, they'll save it for another time, whatever. But I'm just thinking that if I actually went to that game, I don't know. I genuinely don't believe I would have made it out of New Orleans. <laughs> I really don't think so. Like, I think I'd still be lying in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> like, dude, I would have been, I would have been fucking belligerent. Yeah. At that game. I would have been, I would have been out of my mind. And then would have to been win worse, the- worse than me at the Titans game. Oh, I would have been so much worse. <laughs> oh my God. No, like I would have made you look, oh man, I would have made you look fucking like sober for 30 years. <laughs> Just like the way that that game actually went and the fact that they won their first big game in six years, I would have been out of my mind, like out of my mind. Yeah. Like Michaela would have probably, she would have probably had to grab cops just to be like, can you just like lock him up just so he'll fucking stop? (laughs) And like, I'll give you like 200 bucks. Like he just will not stop. He is out of his mind. (laughs) Please take him away. Yeah. Like go somewhere. Cause I can't get him anywhere. So I might go to Orlando next year. They play, they play again in Orlando next year. So, oh yeah. LSU, they play LSU. Yeah, so they play in. Two, it's a two-year thing. They played, and it's opening weekend again. If it's Labor Day weekend, hopefully it's Labor Day weekend. Maybe, just maybe. That'd be pretty cool. Because the only wrinkle with Orlando is the flight situation. Because obviously Disney's there, so that's gonna be a fucking little bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a pain in the ass, but. What, Where's from the you- stadium in Orlando? 
I don't know, Camping World, whatever the fuck. Is that UCF? Is that a UCF stadium? No, I think it's just like, I think it's just its own multi-purpose. They just have like a massive stadium in Orlando. I mean, easy on massive. Camping World Stadium. Because I know UCF is in Orlando. Uh, where's the Wikipedia on this puppy? Oh, it opened in 1936. Jesus. What, when the fuck did that happen? Dude, I didn't I thought this was a new stadium. I did not know that this fucking thing had opened in 1936. It was the Citrus Bowl. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I did not realize that. Huh. It only it only holds 60. Okay. So they had WrestleMania 33 there. 75 over 75,000 people. So UCF played there until 2006. Um and it hosts the Cheez-It Bowl. Okay. Which the Cheez-It Bowl used to be the Champ Sports Bowl. That's how I remember it. Uh, okay. And they're going to host the Orlando XFL team. Good. Yeah. They previously hosted the Orlando XFL team, the Orlando Rage in 2001. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't have a home anything. Yeah. Just a random stadium. Huh. All right. Well, we'll see. That. I mean, it's easy to say that a year from now, but yeah. Yeah. Well, go Knowles. <laughs> uh, so for my final thoughts, I have a question, I suppose. Uh, propose proposal. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, so Amy made her first apple crisp of the year, uh, which was absolutely fucking delicious. Uh, I love nothing more than that apple crisp, especially when it, it makes the whole house smell like fucking apples and cinnamon and all that shit. It just it, if I could turn that into a fucking candle, I would be a, a multimillionaire. They uh, quite literally have a billion candles with that smell. With that, yeah, this is a very particular it's a very okay. particular set of smells. Okay, so at the end of the day, it's still going to be a candle. Yeah. And they don't smells- have an apple crisp candle. They absolutely do. No way. They fucking absolutely for sure do. Yankee candle? I don't know. I don't buy candles. I don't fuck with anything that's not Yankee candle. I I bet then I you know I'll look it up. You you No, you they post- have they have uh Macintosh. I mean, that's their big one. It just smells like apples. There's a difference. There's a difference between a candle that smells like apples and a candle that smells like apple fucking crisp. Pier one has an apple crisp candle. I bet it sucks. (laughs) Pier one sucks. Either way, whatever. I digress. This smells fucking amazing. It's also delicious. 
So I pose a question to you. Is Apple Crisp superior to Apple Pie? What is the superior Apple dessert? Because um, I have a very strong opinion on this. So you're not going to get the answer you want from me because I know for sure that the answer is actually a piece of both. And it's one of those like apple crisp tart things. So I think we've been over the pie tart thing where tarts are open top. Yes. So effectively what this is, it's a pie crust with apple crisp thrown in it. Okay. And then you bake that and you call it, I don't know. An apple tart. Apple, apple crisp, crisp tart. Apple crisp I don't know. tart. I've seen it though. It's basically like. It, it, yeah, it's apple it, crisp it, in a pie crust. Yes. Yeah. So it mixes the two. Yeah. So that's the that's the correct answer. So now back to your question. Because all right, so really the difference is you have pie crust on both on both sides of the pie. You have no pie crust in apple crisp. In apple crisp, you have the crunchy top yes. that you don't get with apple pie so it's really because i'd I'd say other than that all the flavors are the same so and and assuming this is a good apple pie not a shitty one right so other than that is it it effectively is the same thing so it's like do we do you like pie crust or do you like the crispy top and i can fuck with both i really can i don't i don't pick favorites i don't feel strongly one versus the other um, so sometimes I'll be in the mood for, Ooh, and like, this is the thing. It's like, if it's going to be an apple pie, I want them to do something to that top of the pie, like that top crust. Like, cause if you can get one of those that they do where I've seen a couple now. So one is like a solid top, like a regular, like real regular traditional pie. And then they add like brown sugar and it's all baked on and it's like the crispy stuff. So it's like cheating. Um, or like the, um, like the lattice top to the apple pie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where that's like cheating too. But if we're comparing a standard apple pie dry top to apple crisp, then I'm taking the apple crisp. Agreed. A hundred percent. I'm apple crisp all the way. I think apple pie is the most overrated fucking pie. Uh, it's, it's lame with the, with the caveat, 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 caveat. whatever with the cav caveat. I'm caveat. just not going to use that word with the stipulation <laughs> that they don't enhance the top of the pie. If it's correct, if it's a, if it's, if they tart, if they go with like an apple crisp tart type thing, you're working with something. And if they enhance the top of the pie that's almost like peds yeah because it's fucking it's frankly it's fucking cheating because if i said you're just pouring brown sugar on top of something that yeah yeah i mean it's like so if if i say that the 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 conversation really comes down to do you like pie crust 
with apple filling or do you like apple filling topped with crunchy stuff? Well, if they mix the crunchy stuff onto the pie, it's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's something that's something there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, just like a regular, like regular dry topped apple pie. I am beyond good with. I think we talked about this before too. I think pies in general are overrated. I don't like pies. Well, I don't get, I, I, I like pot, like I'll eat pie, but in the, in the grand scheme of like a pie, a tart, a cheesecake pies are, are the, are the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Depending. Yeah. It depends though. Cause like, I don't want fruit. I don't want like pure fruit tarts, like where they're like posing as being like, like what they got like fucking kiwis and shit on them. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. No, that's weird. Like, fuck that. Um, but like that, uh, that brandy Alexander pie that I made before that technically is a tart. Like that shit's good as fuck. Yep. Yeah, I think it go. Yeah, I think in the rankings it probably go like. So say you were gonna do an apple, apple something. So if you take like apple pie filling, maybe apples not, but blueberry. Let's go. Blue, no, I don't want blueberry because a blueberry tart. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, <laughs> strawberries. No, I don't know what I'm looking for now. I don't need many tarts, but I feel well, like a tart technically is just anything that doesn't have the pie top on it. Yeah, I know, but you wouldn't like, you know, like, you know, blueberry pie filling, you wouldn't just throw that in a tart. Yeah. Like it's gotta be a solid. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, cheesecake's better. That's really what I'm getting at. Well, cheesecake technically is a tart. Cheesecake True. is the superior of all, of, of all dessert pie type things, like yeah. whether it's cake, pie, tart doesn't fucking matter cheesecake is the best of them all so like how about, let's let's do this then a really good cake or a really good pie oh and i don't care if i don't care about crappy versions of either one because if it's crappy versions of either one just give me more of whatever we were eating before that yeah <laughs> um like a really good pie like like whatever your like whatever pie that you would say like you know what actually yeah this i can fuck with this and whatever like cake um i think i would take pie over I the I cake too. i really don't like cake i don't like cake at all and then i think any, cake sucks. any cake that actually impresses me ravages my stomach for like a week yeah because it's, it's like it's, it's all so, fucking sugar. It's so thick and heavy and all yeah. this fucking frosting and this fillings and ganache yeah. and whatever the fuck else. Yeah, especially like when it's layered where it's like a cake, then frosting, then the cake, only then way. frosting. And then there's outside frosting. Yeah, and that's and the it's only like, way. Holy shit, dude. Like, I think I have diabetes. Yeah, because I just got if, the beatus from a slice of if cake. It, if it's a standard, if it's a, if it's standard cake, no, thank you. Yeah. No, you thank always you. Always feel like shit after. Need right? not like, apply. Like it doesn't matter. It, it could be a cake from fucking uh, Buddy's Cake Boss, whatever the fuck. What's that? Well, I forget the guy's last name. But you uh, know, Buddy from New Jersey, the cake, the cake boss. cake boss. He could he could make an absolutely fucking perfect, beautiful cake, and I could eat a slice, and twenty five minutes later, I'm gonna feel like shit. Yeah. Like it doesn't Cause, matter because that's what cake does. 
Yeah, because I think like when if it came to like good pie or good cake, I'm like, why the fuck would I want the cake? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't make, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So but yeah, I mean, good pie, cheese pie is the worst of the pie types, but it's still better than cake. <laughs> yeah, nope. I'm I'm good on cake. Yeah, and it's it's amazing because every time I see my family, which is three times a year. <laughs> it's it's four and i don't live that far from them <laughs> it's like a fucking 35 minute drive <laughs> but the th- all three times i see them <laughs> a year it's either christmas thanksgiving or like my grandmother's birthday oh i guess i see them four times because easter uh so it's one of those four days and they all like for 32 years they've brought a cake out so 32 times four 128 did you memorize that no (laughs) i doubled i double yeah i doubled 32 to 64 and doubled that yeah that's new math that's how i break up a gallon too um so 128 times of having cake offered to me I've had it, I don't know, 10. <laughs> Maybe. 10 out of 128. That's, that's less than 10%. Know. Yeah. It's good odds. I'm, 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 I am good with cake. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't like cake. Yeah. I don't hate pie the way you hate pie, but I mean, I don't hate pie. I just think it's overrated. I think there are better things to eat than pie. Well, if it's a meat like cheesecake. Well, yeah, because I was gonna say, so like I I think a mediocre cheesecake is still fine. Yeah. yeah. But a medi- a mediocre pie does leave something to be desired. It's, that is very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you eat the pie and like the crust is like doughy. You're like, uh, this is very not good. But like you eat a cheesecake, like even if it's like a little dry, like it's still fucking cheesecake. Like it's yeah, still it, it's really good. That top layer of pie dough is the make or break. Yeah. If it sucks, you don't want to eat it. Yeah. But like, how does the top layer of cheesecake suck? It, it fucking literally can't. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you can do more. Cheesecake is more versatile too like you can throw in like different flavors right like you can do like a chocolate a peanut butter uh you know you can do like a weird flavors you can't do a fucking peanut butter pie like what the fuck you're just gonna take pie crust and fill it with peanut butter that's fucking disgusting no (laughs) a dog wouldn't even eat that (laughs) i beg to differ (laughs) every time i pull the jar out of the fridge someone's fucking sitting by my hip yeah (laughs) Um. Yeah, because then it's not a cake anymore. Because I was gonna say like, oh, but you could do like a peanut butter or something or other. Because then it's, I'm not, it's not a pie anymore. Because then it's a tart. Right. Right. Yeah. Hate to see it, really. Yeah. Pies are very limited in their scope. Tarts are more versatile. Well, cheesecake is a tart, so that's tarts, why tarts are superior. So in the ranking system, I would go tart, pie, cake. 
Yeah. As far as like round, large, yeah, like large scale desserts. Because if you say, if you start throwing like cookies, Cano- and like cannolis, cannolis, and, and chocolate covered strawberries, like <laughs> all right, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, because then there's like literally a billion different kinds of cookies. Yeah. So it, the large scale desserts, it goes uh, tart pie cheesecake. I'm sorry, tart pie. I can't can't stop thinking about cheesecake. <laughs> Tart pie cake. <laughs> I haven't had cheesecake in a long time. Yeah. It's so fucking good. <laughs> I know, but for me, it's it's a special occasion. I have to plan accordingly. <laughs> yeah, you got to block out the, uh, the following. No, I, can, I just can eat minutes. no other dairy during the day. Yeah. And then yeah. I can have a little bit of cheesecake. That's so good. <clears throat> all right well that's uh that's it for us so uh thanks for watching if you're on youtube uh give us a thumbs up like subscribe rate review all that shit uh same thing if you're a audio only listener uh five stars on uh spotify and itunes if you will please and thank you uh <clears throat> you can like i said at the beginning of the show you can get us on instagram at sarcasm speaks pod on twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks Facebook page, Sarcasm Speaks. The website is sarcasmspeaks.com. Thank you to mybookie.com. Use the promo code sarcasmpod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Also, thank you to grillyourassoff.com. I used them tonight when I made dinner, uh, like I do on most nights. Uh, Use the promo code sarcasmpod to save 10% off your order every single time you check out over there at grillyourassoff.com. Sign up for the Sarcasm Speaks NFL Pick'em Pool. Uh, again, like I said at the top of the show, six bucks a week or 108 bucks for the whole year. Uh, $5 per week goes to the weekly winner. $1 of that six goes towards the season-long winner. Uh, so it's winner-take-all at the end of the season. Uh, potential to win, you know, 360 bucks or more. So if you want in, you let us know. It, it would be 360 if we average the same amount of people yeah, we, we get, did last year. If we get 20 people a week. So if we get more people this year, it's just bigger and bigger. So again, if you're in, great. Let everyone else know too that they want in too. So let's uh, let's make this thing as big as we can. Let's have some some legit payouts here. You pay six bucks a week. You're saying you could win a hundred bucks, and then you win you know four or five hundred bucks at the end of the year. I mean, it's pretty fucking solid if you ask me. So uh, like I said, spread the word. Tell everybody about the uh, the pick and pool. Let them know. Let them get in. And uh, we'll get him the details. So, until next time. Good night, everybody.